is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Okay, what's your address? Well, hi. Hi. Fancy meeting you here, Kent. Hello. I feel bad. Mm. A little follow-up. I I uh, didn't know where you were. I made a joke online, and I felt like maybe the joke was about us doing a fitness challenge, but then you didn't respond to anything for hours, and I thought maybe I had actually killed you, and thought that was going to be the worst joke ever but here you are you're fine yeah uh, you, you you look a little like you smell a little bit like hose water but other than that well, i'm drying off now because we just recorded yeah. an hour that was fun what are we co- recording what is this this isn't just a 911 uh, standard 911 okay so this is okay yep yeah i mean i was doing so, yard work doing dad stuff putting up a, a pool for the kids i was getting ready to weed eat and yeah. I was looking forward to having a day off because you yeah. Know, yeah, we you recorded, were. edited, and released a TCK episode yesterday, which was Sunday. It is now Monday. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take the day off, yeah. get some yard work done, spend some time with the kids. And I'm out there doing that. You know, I'm sweaty. Mm. It's hot. I've got grass Connecting on my brow. Yeah. And my wife steps out on the porch and she says, are you contractually obligated to be somewhere right now? <laughs> And it's funny that you circumnavigated the fact that I had left my phone in the house so nobody could contact me by contacting my wife to tell me to get down to the booth. (laughs) Oh, man. It was funny for everybody involved. They all laughed. Everyone laughed. Not everybody. (laughs) Do you, do you swear at all when that happens? Uh, under my breath. Well, yeah, yeah, my kids were fun. out there, so. Oh, yeah. You don't want to swear in front of people. Of bitch. <laughs> and now I'm down here. I'm hot and I'm wet. Yep. Well, yep. more damp now. And, um, and I'm not in a good, I'm not in the best of moods. Hmm. Oh, weird. Well, this will put you in. So play the swear. fucking call. Okay. Uh, your your camera looks misty, like uh, every cut scene in the 1930s movie when they cut to the woman, not the man, and it's like all of a sudden blurry. Yeah, that's what it, it looks like. That you look like you're you're in a romance scene from Star Wars. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, looks like it though. So that's good. Hey, Kent. What? If you had to work at a store in the mall, what store would you work in? Think think of like where would you gravitate in a mall. <sighs> Hastings. Oh, do they still and have that? Your art, where, here's the thing: Do they still have malls up? <laughs> Good question. So I figure I can pick a, a store that's Doesn't no longer exist exists because you brought it. You brought up a scenario where the place where I'm working no longer exists. <laughs> I worked at a Hastings one time. Actually, I loved Hastings so much. Oh my god, that place! I could have been in there for hours. I worked during the holidays and. Um, they put me in charge of the overhead music um, because I worked in the CD section, and so I was really hooked on on there was a, there were these Christmas albums where it was like various artists. Oh my god! 
And I loved the... It's March. <laughs> no, it was really Christmas time. And I loved this one song by Sting on this one Various Artist Christmas The wrestler? <laughs> no. The singer. Called the Powerbomb Blues? <laughs> no. He's the singer. And I got I got fired, Beating though. you around the Christmas tree? <laughs> Turn, turnbuckles. And... <laughs> Jingle bells. I'm not good with wrestling names, titles, equipment. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you listened to Sting, though. And then, not only did you take the fact that you listened to Sting, you made everybody else listen to Sting as well. I, I forced, and that's what got me fired. I played that, I put that song on repeat, and people were like, why does this song keep playing? Because anytime somebody go change it, I'd let it go for like an hour, maybe, and then i put it back on. And they didn't like it. They were not. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they fired yeah. you. <sighs> Had nothing to do with theft. That's what I say. Uh, I mean, it's funny because I wasn't thinking that, hmm. but then you brought up that it had nothing to do with theft, yeah. and now I'm kind of thinking that maybe it actually had more to do with a theft hmm. than it did the fact that you were playing Sting and making everybody listen to Sting. The way I see it is I earned that Sting album. That's what I see. See, I would have guessed you would have, if you'd have told me what kind of music did a young op make everybody listen to inside of Hastings, I would have guessed Oasis. <laughs> well, the fact is, I was an old op by the time Oasis came out, so. <laughs> oh, okay. They're like, uh, op, if we listen to Wonderwall one more time. Oh, uh, no. I've had, I've had very, very many generations of, of uh, favorite music in my life. I'm doing that chef kiss with your hand. Yeah, you went somewhere. There, just I watched your eyes. You'd left your body yeah. for a moment. You were just cataloged through my album. Started with bread. You were sitting Indian style there for a moment in breakdancing <laughs> pants, <laughs> holding an album. My my first favorite love in music was actually Kenny Rogers. Um, and I used to go to my dad's studio, his his uh, his office. The stew stew. He was a CPA, so I'd go to his office, and they had this hi-fi system, and I'd pop in the eight track the kenny rogers gambler um album and i'd listen to the whole thing and i tried to do it not too long ago I, so I, I grabbed the kenny rogers album and listened to it very racist very racist i very hard to listen to really yeah i did not see that coming my whole childhood was kind of upended because i would like david allen cole level Kenny Rogers? Yeah, I mean, not outwardly. It was very much generationally acceptable at the time. Oh, okay. Like you know, he'd he'd say he in his song he'd say like keep your cotton picking. You know, he'd he'd use terms. Oh, okay. That's well, that's different. There, okay, but he has one song which, uh, literally talks about this group of guys coming in and raping, uh, this man's wife. Yeah, no, that's the coward of the county. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? I mean, it's very hard. Jesse and his brothers, yeah. right? Isn't that the yes. name of the bullies that rape his wife? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he goes and kicks their asses. He locks the door behind him. He does. Could have heard a pin drop when he turned and locked the door. Oh, I love that song so much. You can't keep me away from it. I, I don't know if like I don't know if Klansmen have that problem. Like maybe they have like you know their theme song that they all sing and. They move on, and they're no longer racists and Klansmen, but they still love that What is song. racist about Coward of the County? It was not racist. It's not. It was just very graphic uh, in a very way only Kenny Rogers could do. So 
I was just saying, like, you know. It's not even that graphic. Okay, I'm going to, hold on. Coward of the County lyrics. That's a good song. All right, I'm just going to read this. I feel like you're being hard on Kenny Rogers. Now, if you were taking this stance against David Allen Coe, I would get it. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, that, that guy was really racist. Wrong. But Kenny Rogers? Yeah. All right, let's see. Promise me, son, not to do the things. Do the things I've done. done. Walk away from trouble if you can. If you can. Now it won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. You don't have to fight to be, to a, be man. a man. All right, so there's someone for everyone, and Tommy's love was Becky. Yep. In her arms, he didn't have to prove he was a man. Right. One day while he was working, the Gatlin boys came calling. Calling. They took yeah. turns at Becky, and there were three of them. Three of them. <laughs> Tommy opened up the door and saw Becky crying. The torn dress, the shattered look, was more, than, more than he, he could, could stand. stand. He reached above the fireplace and took down his daddy's picture. As his tears fell on his daddy's face, he heard these words again. And then the... Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. And and I don't want to spoil it, but he doesn't. He he avenges his wife. He kicks the Gatlin boys' ass in the bar. Yeah. He goes to the bar and he said, this one's for Becky. Yeah. As they watch the last one fall. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're much. And everybody in the town called him yellow. They did. They called him yellow. Because uh, he he was like, imagine the level of pussy <laughs> that you have to be for that to be what everybody in the town knows you for. Is like, oh yeah, that's that pussy. Yep, yep. <sighs> you have to put forth effort for everybody in the town. Everybody called him yellow. Everybody called. So him. what has this guy done? Where there's like, that's the biggest pussy that has ever lived, except for Tibet. I don't think he could whoop the Gatlin boys' ass. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. At first, I thought, when I was a kid, I always thought that the weapon he chose, which was an odd flex, I thought he took down his father's picture because he was going to, like, break, use the picture. Beat him with his picture of his dad? (laughs) Forever. I thought somehow this guy, like, ninja'd his dad's frame and killed the Gatlin boys, but... It's also important to point out that, I mean, the worst these guys got was a few right hooks. Yeah. They got beat up a little bit in the bar triple it was a gang it was rape. a gang rape yeah it was a gang rape that's how you handle that was justice like yeah you enjoy that black eye for gang raping my wife probably stood up and just finished drinking yeah they're that. like well that was unpleasant for a minute oh man guess he ain't yellow <laughs> but it changed everybody's opinion of him in the town and the next morning at cereal he was very proud because he was like, I've changed everyone's viewpoint on me. Right, Becky? <laughs> She's pregnant now. She's, this, and because, you know, this is written in the South, can't get an abortion. Nope. <laughs> Got to carry that to term. I wonder if there's, you know, like right now, reaction videos, music, like rap reaction videos are really popular on YouTube. Yeah. What if we started a, a podcast where all we do is we review the lyrics from songs that we can't believe ever existed and then do what we just That would be fun. Yeah, do any song ever by David Allen Coe. Yeah. yeah, because also it could be edgy and fun because it gives us the ability to, 
use terms we would never use somewhere else because they're somebody else's lyrics and we can read those all day long and not You can't read his. We could try. We try. I think you will get canceled. I think there's a podcast here. There's a podcast there somewhere in there. Feel it. Let us know in the comments if you'd watch that podcast. All right, that was fun. Um I do have a call. I, I so okay. I never thought Coward of the County would come up on this podcast. I'll be, I'll be honest. That was a very pleasant surprise because I used to listen to that song all the time I, as a kid. I still love it. I still love that whole album. There's nothing you can do to keep me away from it. I And The Gambler, the Gambler also a oh good Oh, my goodness. So many on there. Reuben James. Oh, stop it. Just some great. I didn't do anything. Classics. In my head, I was, you know, it was one of those, I was overcome by emotion on how good Kenny Rogers songs are. Kenny Rogers. Recently died. Yep. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Uh, you ever eaten there? No. Mm. Really good cornbread. Amazing cornbread. Just so good for for a ra- for a racist. I very. Good. You keep calling Kenny Rogers. I don't feel like that's fair. Different time period, and Kenny Rogers did not. <laughs> I don't feel like Kenny Rogers was racist. No, you know he wasn't. He and by all accounts, I believe everybody thought he was a great person. Uh, fun fact to know and share, he hated Mormons. Hated them. So there's that, but I still love his So songs. there is some bigotry. Maybe he was racist. I don't Maybe, know. but I just but man, his music, mm, timeless. Can't I can't get away from it. I don't care if he hates me. I don't care if he hates me personally. I'm listening. I'm listening. Can't can't stop me. You ever ate a Bubba Gump shrimp? No. There's actually oh my god! There's actually a place now, huh? There are Bubba Gump shrimp restaurants. Yes, wow. from the movie, and on the bench outside there is a um, a statue of Forrest Gump. Really? That you can sit next to. Fun. Uh, it's so good. Where you said you're you can't believe Coward of the County ever would show up. I am also amazed at how often in True Crime Kent and in 911 calls, how often you can bring up Forrest Gump in a in an episode. Like it comes up all the time. It's amazing. I can't help it. I can't. That's like coin facts for me. It, it is, and it, and I appreciate it. I wanted to tell you, I appreciate every value. How many times do you think you've watched Forrest Gump? Oh gosh, seven, maybe six. Mm. You said, "Oh gosh," and I was expecting he's going to say like ninety three, mm. and then you said seven. Yeah. I've probably seen Forrest Gump 93 at least 11 times. Wow. That's you're pushing it. That sounds like a favorite at that point. Okay. Big question because I know how you are with favorite movies. Do you own it on Blu-ray? Yes, I okay. do. Yeah, and, One of the first movies I bought. Okay. So it's an old Blu-ray. It's not even linked. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was that and Evil Dead 2. In the same purchase. I don't know what the same purpose. Purpose. I don't know if it was the same purchase. That might have been that day. Might have been the next day. Rona. That's fun. Uh, I have a question for you. Mm, I knew. I figured you hey, would. Kent. What? What were some of the things that you did for your wife when she was pregnant? Like, did she have any weird food requests or habits or, or some routine that you had that you would help her with for any of your any of the flavors of children that you produced? I remember with our la- our, our youngest daughter, who's three now, she loved hot wings. So it was like we ate a lot of hot wings. Oh. We probably ate our weight in hot wings. Really? Every, every month. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So many hot wings. 
And and and, and did this this did this wane either before or after the pregnancy? Was that something that just was during the pregnancy? Uh, it stuck around, but not to this to the rage. Mm, that, if she didn't get the hot wings, I see. I see. Because when, when she was pregnant, if she didn't get the hot wings, the hot wings, everybody in the house was gonna they're gonna swear and suffer. Oh. I know that. I know that feeling. My wife's was bananas and Nutella, um, so much so that at the grocery store, I became known as the Nutella guy. So I can get that. I can. I can get behind her on that. Nutella is like good. A gift from if there's a god. Yeah. My wife was a bit different in that, like, I I believe it was like the fifth, fourth, fourth visit to the doctor and they were doing baby weight and, you know, measuring its head, making sure it wasn't like a hydrocephalic and, uh, you know, that we weren't going to have a Down syndrome baby, all that stuff. But they were like, um, ma'am, we're, we're noticing you're not gaining any weight. Uh, she was like a hundred pounds wet. Like that's yeah. Your wife is very petite. She's small, but they so they were like, "Do you like milkshakes? Do you like burgers?" And I was like, "Oh, I can get behind. I can help her with this, guys. I can help her with with this." And so you know, I was very supportive. I also gained a lot of weight during that period of time. She didn't. I think she topped out at like one twenty six in her pregnancy, which is basically about. What'd you top out at? Oh gosh, oof, two. 40. <laughs> but the funny thing was about this is like she's she was adorable when she was pregnant. Um, but we I would I always loved walking through Walmart with her because we're passing inevitably we're in the baby room, baby aisle or something. And there's a lady who has cranked out five kids and they're all attached to her body in some way, like a like a jungle gym. And she's walking past us, and here's my little wife with her belly, and you could bounce a quarter off of any part of her body still. And the lady would look at her, and she would say, Oh, my gosh, you are the cutest pregnant lady. But her eyes would just say, Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. (sighs) When my wife was pregnant, we stopped using a... uh what do they call the lady that you go and see? Witch doctor. No, I don't think that was... Au pair? It's not something... Mid, uh, the, the lady that midwife. checks on the babe. The midwife? Yeah. The doctor? Mm-hmm. We stopped using this woman because she hated men. Oh, really? Oh. And whenever I was in there, if I asked any questions about the baby, because I would always go with my wife to her doctor's appointments because I wanted to make sure that she was fine and that the baby was fine. Yeah. As you should. And uh, she always looked at me like, what are you doing here? Like, I had no right to be there. Mm -hmm. And if I asked any question about the baby or anything, she, like, was so condescending and just, like, hatred. She hated me. And then (laughs) the reason we stopped, not only that, but we stopped using her because during one appointment, she had my wife undressed and my wife is sitting there naked. And she's like, okay, you can get dressed now. And on, you can ask Kevin about this after we get done recording. Mm. The woman, as she's walking out, she had observed her breasts. I don't know what she was checking them for. Mm-hmm. But as she's walking out, I'm sitting there. She reaches over and just tweaks my wife's nipple. What? One time. And then, like, gives a nod and walks out. Wow. <laughs> and my heaven looks, and my wife looks at me, and she's like, what the was that? Like, 
Was it like an approving tweak? Like a I don't it was like a pinch. Just like she just reaches over as she's like she's taking her gloves off, <laughs> opens the door, reaches over and like hmm, just pinches her nipple and then walks out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I don't know if she did it like unconscious I don't know if but she like left really quick. It was so weird. <laughs> And maybe there was a medical reason that we're just stupid and we don't know what she was checking for, but it didn't feel no. professional. I don't believe that's an international symbol for anything. <laughs> wow, that's fun. Uh, also tells you that there must have been an exceptional set of mammaries in front of her if a woman... Oh, yeah, my, my wife, great chest. Okay. Beautiful chest. Wow, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, she was at Hooters. Right. She worked at Hooters, so... Yeah. That's one of their, it's down the, it's on the billboard. It's fundamental to the employment uh, pr- process there. All right. What? Yeah, just reached over and just, boop. wow, just that's little, little boop. <laughs> and then just kind of, oh, wow, I can't believe I did that. Looked at us real quick and then left. You left, never went back. She got and fired. And then we literally got a new doctor. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, what is something that you would never say to a pregnant lady? Something I would never say to a pregnant lady. I found out that you should never say, are you pregnant? Or how far along are you? Because there are a lot of ladies that aren't pregnant that might look like it. You should never say to a pregnant lady ever, and I'm staunchly on this, any last words. (laughs) And in hindsight, you probably should never say that to anybody. You should never say any last words, like if they're dying. Like they're on their knees in front of a hole that you dug out in the woods. Oh, <laughs> oh you're saying don't ever tell them the phrase, any last words? Yes. Ah, oh, that's dark. That's really dark. Wow, that's dark. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay, well, that... Fo- I mean, you asked. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Is that not question. a legitimate answer? Here's my follow-up question, then. Speaking of heaven... <laughs> Here she is. I was just telling Hi. him you're on the show. I was telling him about the lady tweaking your nipple. Not a lady, a doctor. The doctor, but she was a lady, and she but reached it, and she grabbed your nipple before we before walking out of the room, and then was like, "Oh, I can't believe it!" Just, and then hustled out, and she hated me, didn't she? Yes, but also she was a, a pervert. Pulled <laughs> my nipple and smiled at me and walked out of the room. Smiled, walked out. Oh my goodness, that's it was, amazing. It was awful. Never went back. Oh wow! I'm glad she just came in. That's amazing. Um, so, my follow-up question then to that was going to be: What is something you should never do to a pregnant lady? Which it sounds like you've already got an answer for. <laughs> you should never kill a pregnant lady. Okay. You should never make one get on her knees and then push the barrel of a gun to the back of her head, and then make her fall into a hole that you made her dig. Which I ever. never thought ever. I never thought in writing that question that that when I asked it, it would seem rhetorical <laughs> <laughs> at that point. But you proved me wrong. Do oh. you disagree? No, not at all. Like the, the the things that you take a stance on are so powerful. Like it's I'm a morally upright person. Yeah. It's like listening to MLK or Malcolm X talk. Like, you just nod your head the whole time. You're like, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, whatever's coming uh, why out. I, why are you not this passionate yeah, about I don't, these kind of things? And it takes school shooters, get them out. Get them out of the country. Yep. 
takes a leader like you to really, you know, open some eyes. And I, I value that. You shouldn't execute pregnant women cartel style. I agree. And I can't believe that I didn't think of it before you said it. <clears throat> All right. Well, today we're traveling to the distant country of North Carolina, where this call takes place back in 2015. I have a bit of asthma, but I'm going to power through. No, I'm going to use my inhaler. Hold on one sec. I'm exhaling. <laughs> and now I'm inhaling. <laughs> oh, that's the good stuff. I think I said You know, I was the one that was doing yard work. Somehow you're still the one that's <laughs> dying on camera. That's because I was doing Carl's Jr. <laughs> Mainlining it, so. It'll go right to your lungs. All right. Well, back in 2015, uh, Kimberly Richardson was so excited for her soon-to-be baby girl to pop into the world. She'd been baking the little bundle of joy in her lady oven for the last six months. And although she couldn't wait to see her, she avoided opening the oven door to take a look at her. <laughs> she was working very hard to prepare for the new addition in her life. She was holding down two jobs at the local Triangle Town Center Mall. She spent half of her time working at a jewelry store and half of her time working at a clothing store. I worked in the linens department at Macy's in the mall and at a store called Mr. Rags, where we sold hyper-colored t-shirts and everyone is expected to have tons of energy with the customers. I was fired for not having energy and because my manager got really mad at me after we started dating and then I broke up with her. She claims it was my energy levels, not because I couldn't handle her wild behavior like trying to get out of the car while doing full speed down the freeway. I was a real party back then. How's it going so far? Just, I'm sitting here thinking about that woman grabbing my wife's nipple. <laughs> so awkward. Me too, but at least I have a script. for everybody in the room. <laughs> oh, I have so many questions, but all of them would pro uh, pr require f photographic evidence. It was evidence. just like a pinch. Yeah. So funny. I, I really am curious to see if she was still in business. She hated me so much. For that business in particular. Yeah, I've had I've had doctors like that. I, I, also, I don't know how you are in a doctor's room, but I can't help but be try to be funny. Like, I, I cannot yeah, be Yeah, I'm the serious. same way because okay. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. And she made me really uncomfortable, and that is, like, just going to make me worse. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm really uncomfortable. We better turn this up. Right. And and then it gets worse because, you know, yeah, I get you there. I, I I'd be the one that would be like, I, I would go and replace all of the words on the pain level chart. Like, what's your pain level? And I would, it's a whiteboard, so I would write my own words in there to explain what the pain would be. And it was never appropriate. And it never really got the laugh I was expecting from the nurses. So, you know. Did you say you jumped out of a moving vehicle? No, she did. She did. She tried to, and then couldn't understand why I'd break up with her. She, uh, she was my manager at Mr. Rags. She fired me, but she said it was because I didn't have enough energy on the floor for the customers. And I said maybe it was because she tried to commit suicide out of my car, and oh. she she disagreed. I was dating my manager. It wasn't the suicide thing. No, it was my energy. I didn't sell enough hypercolor T-shirts for her. The sting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, what we might call unrequited. 
because I dumped her. But anyway, speaking of parties, uh, this one isn't about me and all my mall rat days. Uh, it's about Kimberly and her boyfriend. He'd showed up to the mall parking lot and asked if she could meet him in between shifts back by the party city so that they could talk. As with all couples who find the boyfriend not working and the pregnant girlfriend working two jobs, they had problems that he needed to really talk through with her. According to what I could find, her boyfriend, age 25-year-old uh, Daniel Steele, not to be confused with the lady author by almost the same name, had really been struggling to go viral lately. His Pinterest page wasn't taking off like he thought it would. Oh. He had done everything that the, quote, be a success online kit that he had bought for $13 on eBay said to do. He included the perfect bio, not too long, but full of awesome. It reads, at Daredevil 10101, I like sci-fi, fantasy, outdoors, and art. That basically sums me up, end quote. Mm. He created cool categories, too, to sort his Pinterest pins in ways that would be sure to draw people in, like planes, Magic the Gathering, pirates, random animals, racing, mystical creatures, and lizards and such. Because nobody could convince Danny that lizards and such should also go under the random animals category. To him, they were their own animal, not animals as the world sees them. This guy sounds like a winner. He's awesome. <laughs> But on How do you make money off Pinterest? Uh, you could you could run ads. You could you could actually promote your pins or boost pins. Um, but how do you make? And then people click. Are you is Pinterest something where you sell things? You, yeah, you could. Well, well, think of Pinterest. How, so like, this is the father of the child, right? Yeah, yeah. And how is he planning on providing for his family the, with Pinterest? What is the goal here? That's a good question. That's that's really the question. I would say is the question to be asked and I don't I don't have an answer for that. This is a guy just working around on the internet. Yeah, maybe. While his pregnant wife works two jobs. Yeah, at the mall. What year was this? It's 2015. 2015 at the mall? Yeah. She can't be making a lot of money. No, and that mall's probably going to disappear. Um I don't know what malls are like where you're at, but it, where I'm at now they're just places where old people go to walk. walk. Yeah, walk and then they've repurposed portions of it as office space. So office space and there's a mattress store in there. Yes, always three mattress stores and a bed bath and beyond, maybe. And a bunch of old people walking. Walking. Yep. On this day though, it was it was a little different. He was really struggling and needed to meet up to talk to Kimberly about her seeming lack of support of his passion and her vocal reluctance to see this through to page 24 of the Be a Success online kit titled You've Made It. Now go buy Radio Shack stock. <laughs> he was so close with 100 That's how Elon got his believe it. It's, it's billionaire 101, I believe. Pinterest for level one Pinterest. Step one. Plan two, radio stock, radio shack stock. Step two. That's right. Which is doing just as well as the malls. Slaying it. <laughs> yeah. And he was getting close. He was so close with 108 followers and just needed her support and a bit of cash to see it through. He had 108 followers? 108. 108. 
But Kimberly had tough choices to make. Buy ad space for Daniel's upcoming push to add the new superheroes category to his Pinterest. A move that Ooh, was bound to see him blow That's up expansion. Online. Yeah, totally. Or could she, she do that? Or should she buy new bras because parts of her had started to blow up? Yep. Their conversation. Uh, and I'm not a business. No. Thinking the superhero expansion for the uh, Pinterest. I kind of feel like there's somewhere in the middle where, hear me out, superheroes category, but also a category for pregnant women wearing too small a bras. Yeah. See? I could, I'd, I'd click on that page. Where Where was I when Daniel needed me? Yeah. And Kimberly, for that matter. 2015, you were buying buntholes.com. That's <laughs> true. I was fending off Break the... Break dancing on a piece of... Well, by this time, it was vinyl. Yeah, I had upgraded from linoleum to vinyl. Uh, it was great. I had a piece of uh, of uh, quartz at one point, but it was too heavy. Couldn't really lug it around. You know, I would be, if I was this guy, trying to find a way to buy formula and diapers. yeah. I'm be, but I feel like I'm being judgy. You are. I don't want to be judgy. No, you are. You are. In this case, okay. you are because. Where does he work at again? Uh, he does. Oh, he's unemployed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's working. Well, on he's that. got Pinterest for Pinterest. him, and he bought the Radio Shack stock. Yep. He's he's making. He's trying so hard, and that's this conversation that he was having with her. It was stressful. She only had 15 minutes for her lunch break. But yeah, for him. For him, because. He had 15 minutes to convince She ain't got time her. to think about this. She's pregnant and she's got two jobs. Yeah. She's got it made in the shade. This poor guy, he just has to sit around and dwell on this stuff. Struggle meals all day long, this guy. And who was taking care of him at home? Nobody. Cause nobody. Because she's at the jewelry she's store. Because she's working. Yeah. Nothing about nobody but herself. And her own bras. That's it. Disgusting. Tail end of her lunch break. Daniel made her take it early because he was just meeting up with some people in a little bit for lunch. And could she just please give him $8? Uh, yeah. But something welled up $8. inside Kimberly. It was a feeling of primitive protection for her offspring. A sense that she needed to save every penny and stop paying for Daniel's $8, $5 footlongs. It's $8. Yeah. $8, $5 footlongs. The guy just wants a sandwich. So he needs to meet up with his friends in just a little bit. He has to, I mean, he needs nutrients he to keep the, maintain the Pinterest. How could, else could he pull off what no one else has pulled off? She stood up straight, though, as straight as her sore back would let her. And she looked Daniel in the eye and said, no, Daniel. And now if you'll excuse me, my shift at Maurice's is about to start. Oh, so pretentious. I know. And she turned, and she walked away, and that is where we start this 911 call and the beginning of you, can, you feeling really, really bad. Unlikely. <laughs> you going to push it? <laughs> Are you going to push it? Cash me outside. You're going to feel bad. Push it. <laughs> push it. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Here we go. I've been shot. Okay, what's your address? Oh, I'm at Party City Five Triangle Town Center Mall. You're at Party City at Triangle Town Center Mall? Yes. Right. Yes. 
Do not look for me. Please. Okay, what's your name? All right, what's, um, your, what's your telephone number? Two, two, nine, one, nine. I just, I can't talk. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. You shot me. Where is he right now? Can you hear me? Are you in the car or are you standing outside? Outdoors. You're outside? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Behind Party City. Behind Party City? Okay, are you in a car? Hi, Kent. So she says, I can't talk. Yeah. And he goes, Okay, explain to me in detail what happened. <laughs> exactly. So she died. Um, Kimberly Diane Richardson, age 25 was shot twice in the back by Daniel Steele. Okay, so we know that traditionally, right, Yeah, it is considered a cowardly act Mm -hmm. to shoot anybody in the back. Yes. Especially a man. I mean, that's there was a book called The Coward, what is it, that shot uh, Billy the Kid? uh, Oh, yes. Because that's a cowardly act to shoot somebody in the back. Right. Yes. But to shoot a pregnant woman in the back... Yeah. Maybe self defense. <laughs> there might be a scenario no, uh, where the most cowardly act that I can imagine ever to shoot a pregnant woman in the back. Yes. I can't even fathom being that much. I would call him the coward of the county. I would. Definitely. I think maybe shooting a three-year-old twice in the back might rank up there with yeah. shooting a pregnant woman in the back who's on her lunch break talking to you. Because she won't give you $8. Yeah. So this happened April 18th, 2015, behind the Party City near Triangle Town Center Mall. She held on as best as she could during the 911 call, holding on to her life for hers and her baby's sake. As you can hear on the end of the call, she'd become unresponsive as the sirens, uh, you can hear them wailing in the background. She was rushed to Wake Med Hospital where she died. The doctors were able to save her baby, though, who was born oh, thank God. premature and has grown up to be a healthy and happy little girl. I don't know about you, Kent, but that dead air during that phone call was deafening. I just sat there waiting to hear her voice again. Much like I assume happens when you're sitting there listening to like a podcast and they suddenly play an ad. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, Daniel Steele, 
he pled guilty actually to killing Kimberly and was convicted and sentenced for the crimes of attempted first degree murder for Let me see this little swear weasel. Yeah, you find him. He's North Carolina North Carolina Daniel Steele. Don't put an E on the end of that because you'll just pull up the author, the the lady author. Daniel that's Danielle Steele. Uh, yes, it? but yeah, it's close enough. What about Steele? Is that spelled with an E on the end of it? S T double E L E. Uh he was sentenced. Sentenced for the crimes of attempted first degree murder for the attempted murder of, of the baby. Uh, murder in the second degree uh, for Kimberly. Uh, he was also sent, convicted uh, and sentenced uh, for driving while license was revoked and speeding going 55 in a 45 mile per hour zone. And he looks just like what you just picture, say, hey, what about a deadbeat that probably sucks the money out of his girlfriend's pocket that's trying to take care of her Yeah, uh, soon-to-be child. Picture that, and then that's what he looks like. Yep. He just looks like a, f- a loser. He looks like he, he looks like what they would typecast for the most punchable uh, villain character kid for a Harry Potter movie. If you can picture yeah. that. He would definitely get... Put by the sorting out into Slytherin. He would. He'd be in Slytherin, Slytherin. And even the Slytherin kids would punch him in the face at dinner. And ow- owls would scratch his eyes out. That's how. Just a little weasel. Yep. So he is scheduled to rot until the year 2048, which by then the Earth has come into contact with an expanding sun mm-hmm. and hopefully burned up. 2048? 2048. 2048. He only got... Hold on. He only got 32, 33 years? Yeah. Yeah. For murdering his pregnant girlfriend, he only got 30... Shot her in the back. Yeah. What would... Second, how could you get... How is he not on death row? I think... I think what it was, was they were trying to stack on things to make it stick as best as possible. They didn't opt to go for first-degree murder of her because there was enough circumstance to show that they couldn't prove that he came with the gun to kill her. So what? Yeah. but So, the, so they're like, it wasn't premeditated. Yeah, so they went with second degree, but they got attempted, attempted first degree murder for the baby, which go state by state and try to get a first degree murder charge on an unborn baby in some states. Like Colorado, it's a gob of goo. You would never... That guy wouldn't even go to jail. So, what was the woman's name? Uh, Kimberly Diane Richardson. Oh yeah, pretty girl. Yeah, it was so sad. So sad. Very pretty girl. Yep. What a fucking worm. It's terrible. I mean, it would have been just. It was still would have been sad even if she was busted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And nobody deserves but. that kind of treatment. And it just it it's a gut shot to think how hard she was working to to prepare for her new baby and everything. Just. It's not. That's a bad choice of words. You know what's, you know what's, oh, gosh, I didn't think of that. I'm so so (laughs) sorry. Dang it. It's it's weird to me, though, how how things like pregnancy rewire the human in weird ways. Like, any other circumstance, like, she's not pregnant and this guy's trying to become a, a success through Pinterest, she says, 
Wow. Is that a thing? Is that even a thing? Has anybody ever even done that? I don't know. Because I know we have Instagram models, right, and and all that. Influencers were so stupid. Yeah. But has there ever been a Pinterest influencer? I I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't know. And and I don't think so. That would be like being a Hobby Lobby influencer. And I think that's probably more likely than a Pinterest influencer. But... It was 2015. Those were crazy days. Well, this was a good, disturbing, sick, gross story. So thank you, Op. You're welcome. I have a happy ending. Oh, please. By all by all means. All right. Put it inside of me. <laughs> hey, Kent. Yeah? Hey, have you ever had a car stolen? No. Hmm. But I don't know if I told this story. There was one time when I thought I had a car stolen. Yes, you told <laughs> You told the story where you were too the most drunk. Embarrassing thing <laughs> that has ever happened to me in my entire life. And if you have only listened to this show and haven't listened to True Crime Kent, then that's why that story doesn't sound familiar to you because I think you told that on True Crime Kent. But if you, I believe it was True Crime Kent as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I love that show. It's fun. Not a not a big crime in my in my like in this area. No, really, just just Grand uh, Theft Auto. Yeah, not a popular crime not that a lot of drugs drugs though drugs a lot of drugs yeah yeah not so much it's not the cars that disappear it's the catalytic converters yeah that's the car stays but yep i think about that all the time because the superbans lifted and i think i'm gonna oh it'd be so easy to chop the cats off that would and they're and they're new. I'll I'll go ahead and put that out there into the ether. They're they're new. That's good that you got that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. it's lifted, so it's easy access. And they're new. So if you yourself have a sawzall, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> uh, what what is the most significant thing that you've ever had stolen? I I had a sound system one time in a in a little little truck, and somebody broke the uh, window out of it. And stole some, uh, stole, stole the head unit and some speakers out of it. I think that's the worst thing I've ever had stolen. Oh, jeez. That's bad, though. I mean, especially when, you know. I have a cell phone stolen at Chuck E. Cheese one time. <laughs> it was a razor. Wow. A roller razor at a Chuck E. Cheese. Boy, I'd say, I'll tell you two things about that. One, when you get a sound system stolen, and I'm guessing you were probably somewhere on that paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck road. Yeah, I was working construction at the time. It's, it's the worst because you're like, how, how? Why? I can't replace that. I can't do that. I can't. So then you probably just went sound system free for a while, I would assume. For, fortunately, at the time, I was making, I was working, construction pays very well. Mm. And I was making what they call scale pay. Mm. Like a lizard. So I was able to replace it pretty quickly. But I was a dumb, young, or young you know, I was like 19, 20 at the time. So oh, no responsibilities. No responsibilities. Yeah, I mean, I, I was living on my own, right? But um, I had, I didn't know that I was making really good money. I was too stupid uh, and young to know that, like, oh, this isn't like what normally nineteen, twenty year olds are making. I see. So, because uh, you know, with construction, everybody wants to work scale pay jobs because it's a lot of money. Mm. And then there's regular jobs that aren't scale pay, and I don't still to this day really know the difference. I think with scale pay jobs, some of the money is provided by the government because you're working on government facilities. Ah, I see. So it's subsidized in a way. So the the pay rate is way different on scale jobs, which is what I started working at. So I was making at, you know, 19 years old in this would have been uh, 2008, Mm. like $22, $23 an hour. Oh, wow. 
And we were working 60 hours a week. So it was 20, ta- 20 hours overtime. That's time and a half. Slaying it. So, yeah, I was bringing home a lot of money. But then the first time, you know, after you finish that, that job doesn't last forever. And then you go into a regular pay and you're like, oh, I see why the older construction workers kept going, save your money. Uh-huh. Because this job doesn't last forever. And then you get bumped down to like $13, $14 an hour. You thought they were just talking about sound system theft and that you're going to need your yeah. money. But they yeah. were actually talking about being smart. Hey, this doesn't last forever. And yeah, there'll probably be another scale job down the road. Mm. But most of the time they're not. Yeah. See? Oh, old people. They always have good things to do. They us. have. Listen to old. If you're not teen 20, listen to this. And an old person gives you advice, listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't shoot your pregnant girlfriends in the back if you're 19 or 20. 100% of the time. Yeah. Don't do that. And not others people they are going to be like, well, what if? No. No. Don't shoot your pregnant girlfriend in the back two times. No, we're taking a stand on that in this. In I'm going to stand against that. I'll, I'll even put it in the school shoot, in the school shooter bracket. Okay, and I'll stand behind you on that. I'll stand by you. It's a risky place to be, to put my fist in the air on that one. But I'm going to do it. All right. Well, I I struggled to think about the most significant thing that I had ever had stolen, and I believed probably the most significant thing that I got stolen was my heart and my, you know. My wife stole it. I believe that's the most significant. And on that, I wanted to play a happy ending for you. Ready? Mm -hmm. Here. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) My pickup was stolen. I had to go find it. Please help us. My girlfriend is really freezing. they were like what were they in do you think they're like 150 feet from a chick-fil-a <laughs> yeah i i got the feeling that they were like in one of those little like outer bank atm booths <laughs> and what what does he ask what was he wanting from the operator his truck got stolen somehow his truck got stolen and they were freezing and they couldn't get out. Get out of what? I don't know. I'm. My head got, went to like a an ATM booth. Like they're inside a secure place at a bank, but the bank's closed, so they're outside. You know, and they because I don't know. They were freezing. She pissed her pants twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, pissing your pants in the cold. That is. 
one of those things where it's like good decision for the short run, yeah. <laughs> bad decision long run. Yeah. Feels good at first. <laughs> and then it makes your pants stiff. And then your pants get stiff and very cold. Very cold. It's like a cold accelerant. All right. Also, uh, he said that they don't speak English there, which, once again, I think they're in the ATM booth, and he's just looking at the screen, and it's got Spanish on it in addition to English. And they don't sound like they're not high, if that makes is a double negative, but I believe that they are They high. do not sound like they... So what you just said is they don't sound like they're sober. Yeah. Yes. Which means, let's further translate mm-hmm. that, because that's how you speak. Yep. It sounds like they're on drugs of some sort. Yes, that's what I was going yes. for. Wow. Just amazing. I'm also really proud of the dispatcher. Like, he wanted them to send an ambulance to truck him down the road, and she said no. That's, that's good. Just walk to the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> he also knew. He also knew. I loved that she's like, you're a quarter mile. And he's like, yeah, it's like a quarter mile. Well, maybe a quarter mile. Like, he knows he's... He knows his distance is well enough that he can't push a quarter mile. It's it might not be a quarter mile, he says. But she's you know probably less. Yep, she's Peter Pants though, so he can see his truck. He can see his truck. And <laughs> and the the only thing they know is if they speak Spanish, they're supposed to press dos. And he doesn't know Spanish. Oh man. This sounded like an alien being dropped on Earth and them trying to figure things out. <laughs> I'm in a little house. It's a phone booth. <laughs> and they don't speak English here. Who? It's so cold. Them. Mork has pissed herself twice. <laughs> Nobody speaks English. Everybody's speaking English. <laughs> it's July. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, okay, to wrap this up, um, I don't know if you knew, but we had our first 1159 media flapjack feed at my backyard for everyone the other day. Um, but I live pretty far away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the time where you start responding and bounding. Um, I live pretty far away from everyone, so not a lot of people came. Um, Ronan Kamori showed up, though. Do, do you know Ronan? Ronan. Yeah, do you know Ronan Kamori? No, I don't think so. Uh, he's one of our tier 50 supporters. Uh, he walked He walked up to our door looking like Marvin He Meyer's ironclad battle dozer. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you said Marvin He Meyer and then I, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw him through my ring doorbell and he was like, hello. Uh, and I was like, hello, armored man. How may I help you? And he was like, I'm Ronan. I'm here to feed. And so I said, hi, Ronan, what would you like to feed on? And he said, whatever you guys are feeding me at the flak jacket feed, I guess. And then it made sense. I had recorded the Evite for that as an audio file in a Word doc on a potato. And Ronan thought I said flak jacket feed. So he came dressed as a B-52 bomber, and we laughed over the intercom on my doorbell, and I clarified that it was flapjacks that we were feeding on. Uh, he put his hand on his forehead and said, I feel so silly Egg right Egg on now. my face. Exactly. And I told him he could come in, though, but he politely declined. Apparently, he is circle food intolerant, and I didn't know that. So he jumped back in his battle drone and flew back to where he lives at Ronan's house in that state where he lives. Mm. Crazy fun times. 
Well. <laughs> Hugs, everybody. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>